And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. Solid conservative, just plain right. I'm talking about this show. It goes way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi. All thrown in just for good measure. Hey, those of y'all that are in our listening audience out in California, we appreciate you. Thank you for holding fast on the left coast. You guys are going battered by these storms, I know. Uh, if you've seen any of the video of the mudslides and the, and the epic weather, the flooding going on. Uh, so, yeah, blessings on all of you in California right now. Um, I'm going to move to the next part of the Triple Dip. Before I do that, though, i got to pause. Pause for a second. Tell you about um, my friends over there at Just Love Coffee Cafe. So Just Love Coffee Cafe, just listen, if you have not tried it, let me suggest something to you. Tomorrow morning you're driving into work, right? And you're, you, you, you're going to get the usual biscuit, or too often like me, I eat a banana in the car. You know what I'm saying? It, you, just, you just might want to do something different. How about this? Give yourself an extra few minutes and stop by Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road out in Madison near City Hall, and the other one's at South Parkway in Huntsville down near New Whole Foods. Stop by Just Love Coffee Cafe. Get a breakfast that'll knock your socks off. I'm talking about the kind that makes you feel like you're somebody. You go in there, you get a you get a, a womlet, which is a giant omelet filled with everything in the world, including tater tots, and they cook it in a waffle iron, hence the W, womlet. And they've got they got waffles, they got biscuits, they got it, listen, it goes on and on. And on top of that, get yourself an amazing cup of their award-winning coffee, freshly ground. Listen, just 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 try it. Just love coffee cafe. I love both locations, but there's one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. And do me a favor, when you check out, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, appreciate that. Appreciate them. Thanks uh, to Travis and the folks at Just Love Coffee for sponsoring the show. By the way, if you ain't familiar, I will tell you this. Uh, right Side Radio is a standalone organization. We had somebody stop by the studio up in uh, Athens the other day, the, the, our Huntsville affiliate, WVNN trying to find us. We're not there. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Uh, this is a syndicated show. We have our own studio. We are a standalone business. And by the way, we sell our own advertising. So if you want to advertise on Right Side Radio, then you got to contact us. Go to the website, send us a message. Uh, you can also, you know, send me a direct uh, message at phil at rightsideradio.org and, uh, and we'll, we'll square you away. Uh, we, we at our sales crew will, will get with you. We were meeting with somebody today, getting them signed up to advertise. So yeah, lots of new advertising coming on board and it's because we sell our own advertising. So if you want to advertise on this show, call us, we'll square you away. Um, okay. I'm switching gears. Top of the hour. You're going to want to stay tuned because here in about 20 ish, 25 minutes, we go to the grand council with Jeff poor and Dale Jackson. But before I do that, New sheriff in town. That's number two of the Triple Dipper. All right. What am I talking about? Pray tell, what could this be? Well, okay, so Republicans now control the House in D.C. <sighs> Pelosi no longer has the gavel. That alone just feels good. But they're already getting busy and doing stuff. And if you didn't see it last night, I don't, I don't often get a chance to watch Hannity late at night, but uh, I say late, he comes on at what, nine, eight, nine? Um, but uh, but last night I got to see a piece of it, and it was really something else to watch Hannity doing a live. And I saw Alabama's uh, Congressman Jerry Carl uh, sitting there behind Hannity. He had a group of uh, congressmen, including the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, and, and they were talking about what they've done already in a matter of days and what they're going to do. 
And I know, by the way, I know they have to get it through a divided Senate. I know Mitch McConnell is not on board. Mitch McConnell is a firewall to conservatism. But I do know this. You're guaranteed to basically miss every target you don't fire at. So I say fire away, fellas. Well, 69 conservative leaders around the nation, according to CNS News, CNS News came out with a piece that says 69 conservative leaders have called the new House rules transformational and call it a body blow against the D.C. political cartels. So literally the holdouts that, that kept things going for an entire week, well, they've changed the lay of the land in the House right now. This says the 20 conservative stalwarts who temporarily blocked Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker have now forced an agreement that, as reported, is truly transformational in how the House of Representatives should be run. It levels a body blow against the D.C. political cartels that collude against the American people. It says the rule changes give conservatives independence from leadership not seen in nearly 60 years. And it provides the tools to combat runaway spending, woke and weaponized government, and efforts to raise the debt limit. Here's the thing. While I know that we can't get House bills through a divided Senate easily, keep in mind the Senate has to have, also have the House. So there's going to be negotiation. And if the Senate wants to spend more, understand this, they're going to have a hard time getting it done in the House. So that's good news. But here's the 69 conservative leaders. I'm not going to read them all to you. I mean, we're talking about uh, the Honorable Russ Vout, uh, president for the Center for Renewing America, the Honorable Kenneth Cribb, chief domestic advisor for President Ronald Reagan, and Adam Brandon, president of Freedom Works, uh, the Honorable Jim DeMint, former U.S. senator and chairman of the Conservative Partnership Institute, Kenneth Blackwell, chairman Conservative Action Project, Stephen Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, Noah Wall, Freedom Works, uh, David McIntosh, who's been on this show before, Club for Growth, Andy Roth, who's been on this show before, State Freedom Caucus Network, uh, Brent Bozell, David, it goes on and on and on. These are big names on the nationwide side of conservative advocacy. And I'm talking, it was groups like First Liberty Institute, the Tea Party Nation, Eagle Forum, uh, on and on and on. Folks, this was, this is, they're heralding this as a new day in D.C., and I hope so. Here's one of the first things that happened. I love this. Makes me happy. Daily Caller has an article that came out yesterday and confirmed again today on Fox News right now. It's up on the screen. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy confirmed Monday night that Democratic California Representatives Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell will be removed from the House Intel Committee. And the House will also vote on the removal of Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yes! I just, I mean, that, that to me, hit the, hit the bomb. We need, we need the applause and the bomb. How about that? <laughs> All right. It says, in February, McCarthy told the Daily Caller if he was elected speaker, he intends to strip Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee and swallow his chef from the Intel Committee. And on Monday, he confirmed he is moving forward with that decision, saying both Swalwell and Schiff should not have seats on that committee. He says basically they upheld the uh, Steele dossier and the Russia collusion lie for several years and don't deserve to be on that committee. And he also says that Swalwell has been compromised. He says Swalwell can't get a security clearance in the private sector because of his relationship with a Chinese agent. And we're going to give him a government security clearance? And then he goes on to say that Omar's anti-Semitism is one good reason why she should not be on foreign affairs. Yes. I mean, can you, first of all, I look at it and go, what was Nancy Pelosi doing leaving them on their committees? I mean, I get, 
I get that she was with Schiff and, you know, Swalwell's narrative, so maybe they stay. But Omar was deliberately anti-Semitic, and she got to keep her position. Um, all right, but who's going to be in positions of key influence for the Republicans? Washington Examiner has a story that came out yesterday. Republican lawmakers who obstructed House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's path to the gavel have secured broad concessions, and some of them will reap personal rewards for agreeing to support McCarthy's bid or for changing their votes. Said it could create an uneasy dynamic with those who had backed McCarthy from the beginning. Maybe. Uh, but then again, that's their tough luck. Says Representative Byron Donalds landed a coveted spot on the House Steering Committee. By the way, the House Steering Committee is just that. It's the one that decides on uh, committee assignments and other major positions of leadership. So the House Steering Committee, Representative Byron Donalds, and by the way, that guy's a rising star. I am, I am praying that he continues on this upward trek. Um, Donald said his pres presence on the committee is intended to make sure the entire conference, you know, the ideological spectrum, if you will, is represented through all committees. I love this. So the guys who held out for 20 days, the ones that the media were calling, you know, political terrorists and you know, ideological, you know, recklessness. Well, guess what? <laughs> New sheriff in town. How you like me now? McCarthy also told the Freedom Caucus they can have three of their own members sit on the House Rules Committee. The House Rules Committee is the one that decides what bills come to the floor. That's one of the most powerful committees. You always hear about House Armed Services, which is big. Uh, House Judiciary, which is big. You know, the budget committees, I get it, appropriations. Um, and we have, you know, Alabama's Mike Rogers. Woo, he got in trouble lately. But Mike Rogers is going to be chairman of House Armed Services. We've got uh, literally um, uh, Robert Adderholt, Congressman Adderholt, is a senior member of appropriations. Um, but what we're looking at now is three members of the Freedom Caucus sitting on rules. That means a lot. It says unconfirmed reports suggest that Matt Gates. Uh, may also get the chairmanship of a subcommittee of House Armed Services, which probably accounts for his, you know, <laughs> his, his interactions with Mike Rogers. Um, Jim Jordan is going to be the uh, uh, chair of uh, House Judiciary, it looks like. And Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's earned her place back onto congressional committees after Democrats had stripped her of her positions before. All right, so lots of new things happening up in D.C., good stuff. New sheriff up there. When we get back from this break, we'll switch over to the state. We'll go to the state and talk about the fact that we just got uh, Representative Nathaniel Ledbetter uh, put in as the um, Speaker of the House and what's happening in other places around the nation. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative and 
just plain right. You're going to want to stay tuned because top of the hour, we'll come back from the top of the hour break and have the grand council with my brethren, Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. We, we get, we get, we get some, some good mix going sometimes on that stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, it's one of our best segments every single week. So stay tuned. Grand council at 4.06 PM. Uh, staying with the topic right here, the new sheriffs in town. So in Alabama, Keep in mind, I say this all the time, and I mean it when I say it. I spent eight years down there in the state legislature. I really do. I have a personal belief that what comes out of our state capital very often impacts us even more than what comes out of D.C. You may look at that and go, how can you say that? Well, how much gas tax do you pay at the pump? Uh, are you allowed to text and drive? Uh, can your town have Sunday alcohol sales? I mean, all these things. Uh, you know, uh, what's it take to uh, have the prisons funded? How much money for education? All these things come out of Montgomery. So that being said, it matters who's in a position of leadership down there. So uh, the House uh, uh, and Senate convened for their organizational session this week. And the first things first is they have to elect leadership. And uh, no surprises, but it's just been confirmed. A uh, story on AL.com came out last night. It says that... Uh, uh, Alabama House elects Nathaniel Ledbetter as speaker. If you remember, uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter was here in studio with us, what, Boomer, about a month ago? I guess about about four, yeah. about four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nathaniel Ledbetter, um, who hails from the uh, um, is it DeKalb? Yeah, DeKalb County area. I believe he hails from DeKalb County. I think he's from uh, the Rainsville area. Anyway, uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter, Republican from, yeah, from Rainsville, here it says it, is the new speaker. And the Senate also reelected uh, Greg Reed from Jasper. So right now, the leadership in the two main bodies, the two bodies of the legislature in Alabama, are both from North Alabama. Uh, the Republican caucus in the House currently holds 77 of the 105 seats. So that's a significant chunk. They're looking at right now, they, they, it means they hold about 72%, I think, um, of, the, uh, of the House seats. Ledbetter got 102 votes. That means Democrats crossed over to vote for him. I guess they saw the handwriting on the wall. 105 members, he got 102 votes. Uh, No opposition during the roll call voting. Uh, His words, one of the greatest honors ever afforded me in the time God grants me on this earth, he said. Um, Some of the things he wants to key on as Speaker of the House, uh, he was very clear while he's in studio with us, and he said it here in this article. He wants to improve Alabama's adoption process, which I think is a big deal, y'all, because if we say we're pro-life, pro-life can't stop the moment that you know the baby leaves the womb. We got to be pro-life. So yes, prior to birth and after birth, how can we help? And streamlining Alabama's you know cumbersome. And I've, I've, by the way, as an attorney, I've done some adoptions. It's cumbersome. Um, Ledbetter also said there's going to be legislation to increase the penalties for fentanyl trafficking, and that needs to happen. And we'll probably be talking about that uh, sometime again real soon. House Minority Leader is uh, Anthony Daniels uh, from Huntsville, a Democrat from Huntsville. He's a good dude. I, I know Anthony Daniels. I think I think well of him. Uh, he asked a comment on Ledbetter's election as Speaker. He said that Ledbetter is a friend. And one thing he can say is he's a man of his word. Uh, and he said, in this business, keeping your word means something. Greg Reed, uh, reelected to be the pro tem of the Alabama State Senate, uh, Senator Clay Schofield, uh, my friend from Marshall County, um, uh, elected again to be the majority leader in the Senate. And then Bobby Singleton from Greensboro is the minority leader. So what we're looking at right there is the vast majority of leadership positions are all in North Alabama, which is interesting. Um, so there's that, your leadership in the Montgomery capital, and they'll be going into regular session in the near future. All right, other places where there's new sheriffs in town, new sheriffs. 
in town. I love this. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You may remember she was a uh, press secretary for Donald Trump. She's also uh, Mike Huckabee's uh, daughter, I believe. Says Arkansas Republican Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders will now prohibit the use of the term Latinx in government documents. Yes! Pushing back on the wokeness. Who came up with Latinx? Where did that even come from? Boomer, where did that come from? Do you know where that came from? I, I don't know where it came from. I mean, I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Arkansas. At least in Arkansas. They cannot use that in official documents. No more Latinx. That's just nuts. Um, yeah, in, in fact, uh, she said that she was sworn in as the first female governor of Arkansas on Tuesday, and she justified the ban of the use of the word Latinx in government documents hmm. because she even cited the Pew Research poll that found only 3% of American Latinos and Hispanics even use that term. She said, ethnically insensitive and pejorative language has no place in official government documents. Um, the government has a responsibility to respect its citizens and use ethnically appropriate language um, when referring to minorities. And she said, progressive groups and some politicians have been pushing the term Latinx in recent years as a gender-neutral alternative to the Spanish words of Latina and Latino. But they're just changing the language again. It's like, good Lord, really? Um, wow. So anyway, yeah, Latinx is out with Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Liking it, liking it a lot. Um, I had a question. By the way, I've got the article here to go with it. But I had a question. Grand Stan from Huntsville texted in. Grand Stan, he says, is it true they're trying to eliminate the IRS? No, sir, not entirely. What they're trying to do... And the Daily Wire is reporting it here. The new Republican House up in D.C. has voted already to repeal the Democrats' army of 87,000 new IRS agents. So, yeah. So here's the thing. This one may not get done, but they had to do it. They had to, because McCarthy said his first bill was going to be to defund the uh, 87,000 new IRS agents that are paid for in the infrastructure bill. Or, no, it was the Inflation Reduction Act. Anyway, that's already in law, so they're going to have a hard time getting that through the Senate. But they had to do it because it showed that they can fix things given the opportunity. So McCarthy says, government should work for you, not against you. As part of the House Republican commitment to America, I promised that we would repeal, vote to repeal the Democrats' army of 87,000 agents on our, new, on our first day in the majority. Promises made and promises kept. Um, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's good. So grandstand from Huntsville, no, they won't do away with the IRS. That won't happen anytime ever. But they are, by the way, trying to whittle it down and make sure that Biden's new army of IRS agents is at least sent the word that uh, we're not going to put up with you. Now, that's symbolic, but I will tell you this. It means something because um, it symbols to the IRS that you're not going to have carte blanche. You may have 87,000 new IRS agents that you can hire, but we've already tried to vote you down once, and we'll call you in in a heartbeat and make you testify in front of Congress if you get out of hand. There you go. All right, folks, coming right back after the break. The Grand Council, Jeff Poor, Dale Jackson, and little old me. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 